There's this phrase that's been thrown around a lot lately, and it's actually become kind of a movement across the church, and it's called deconstructing or deconstructing your faith, deconstructing religion. And there's a lot of elements to it that I agree with, but I also believe that it can sometimes be taken to an unhealthy place. So that's what we're going to talk about today as we rethink deconstruction. What's up, everybody? My name's Clint Zeller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Man, if you are watching this on the YouTubes, do me a favor, click the subscribe button, hit the little thumbs up, like this video, comment below. I'd love to have a conversation with you. If you're listening to this on podcast, uh, we're we're on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts now. Uh, go over there, leave me a five-star review, leave a, a actual review, type something real nice out, and if you don't have anything nice to say, please. Just keep it to yourself. Don't say anything at all if it's not nice. Okay? All right. So I just want to jump right into this thing. Now, this this phrase, deconstructing, deconstructing faith, deconstructing religion, for a long time, I was all about that. And to be honest with you, I still am to an extent, by the way. So before... I get into it. I I do believe that a deconstruction needs to take place with many of our belief systems. So there's that. But then I also want to say that sometimes when all we're doing is tearing things down, deconstructing th- uh, our faith and our belief systems it can lead us down this path that is unhealthy and, and sometimes dangerous. So let me let me just back up a little bit here. In, in the last episode, I talked about how renewing your mind, it, that, that word renew, actually in Greek can be defined as renovate, to renovate your mind. And when you renovate a home, what you're doing is you're getting rid of all the old useless all, all the old useless stuff and replacing it with new things. And when it when it comes to deconstruction and deconstructing your faith, what I've seen is a lot of people get a revelation of of grace, they get a revelation of how God feels about them. They they get a, a revelation that that God's not holding their sins against them or God's not the bad guy. And if they were, if they grew up in a situation where it was always trying to earn things from God, trying to be on your best behavior so God doesn't punish you or withhold blessings from you, if if that's where, where someone's coming from, I've noticed their deconstruction becomes something that is, it, it leaves them with nothing because they haven't replaced it with anything and again re- or renovating something renovating your mind just like renovating your house renovating your kitchen you're not just emptying out the the room or emptying out the the home you're replacing it with things that actually work for you they might be more uh energy efficient. They're more energy efficient. They they do more with less effort. 
And so that's how we need to look at deconstructing. So yeah, maybe you grew up in a, in a way, you grew up in a church system and in a, a, a religious system. And when I talk about religion, I'm not talking about just going to church and having a relationship with God or knowing God on a, a certain level. I'm talking about this mentality, this religious works-based mentality of I need to get my my act together. I need to get my righteousness together and present it to God and say, Lord, here, here's my righteousness. Here's, here's my good works. Now will you bless me? That is a works-based mentality. But what, what grace says is this is God saying, here's my righteousness. Here's my good works. Here's my perfect performance. You take it and you use it. So it's this this other way of going about things. We still want the same results, but how we get there's different different because we're we're no longer trying we're no longer doing things in order to get things. We're doing things because we know we already possess them and now we're using them to live the life that we were created to live. So in a nutshell, that's that's religion. I could, I probably will throughout the life of this podcast uh, go into more detail with that. But just as in a nutshell, that's it. Now, when people grew up in that religious mindset, trying to earn something from God, and then they realize that they don't have to, they start to say, "Man, if this is true." What else did I miss? What else did I get wrong? And they just continue to tear things down and tear things apart. And it, it just becomes, I've, I've seen a lot of people's faith, not just, they're not just deconstructing old religious things. They're de- deconstructing and getting rid of their faith altogether. And it becomes, it, it gets to this point where they are, taking God out of it completely. And just because they've had some bad experiences in the past. So rather than deconstructing faith or deconstructing religion, I like to say, let's reconstruct some things. So when you're reconstructing, yeah, some tear down needs to take place and some rethinking needs to take place. But you have to replace the old with the new, with something. It's kind of like whenever they did that just say no push back in the 90s it, it didn't really help you know say just say no to drugs dare to what it was it was the thing dare to keep kids off drugs or something it didn't work it didn't work it's not like people said oh i'm just gonna say no and now i'm set free from drugs no because we we weren't telling people what to say yes to and that's a an important element. So it's not just about deconstruction, it's about reconstruction. And I actually thought about calling that the the podcast reconstructing faith or something along those lines because um this is really what I'm about. I mean, what good is tearing things down and you're just standing in in a pile of nothing? No, we need to rebuild people so they can actually step into the life that they were created to live. In in reconstructing faith reconstructing i couldn't it just sounded like too much so i didn't go that route but anyway what i want to do is i want to go here to second corinthians 10 and there's a lot in this this passage here that i'm not going to talk about all right but there's there's certain elements of it that i do want to talk about 
So here we go. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. All right? Strongholds. Remember that. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Again, we're not going to jump into every element of this right now, but I want to really focus on this word strongholds. Strongholds, because a lot of times when we envision what a stronghold is, it's a negative. We have this negative connection to that word strongholds. But a stronghold isn't necessarily a bad thing. Now, it, it really what a stronghold is, is whatever you're holding on strongly to. Is that how you say that? <laughs> I'm holding on strongly to this. I'm not going to let this thing go. And that could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. And the actual definition of a stronghold here, stronghold is a castle or a fortress. It, it's actually this word stronghold is used throughout the Old Testament. I just got done reading about David and Saul and David took refuge in a stronghold, meaning he went back to a, a, a fortress or a castle or those things. I've been reading through that, that whole story of David lately. And that word strongholds is thrown in, in and out of that story all the time. And so in my mind, what I do is I think, okay, if a stronghold, let's say there's a castle, we're going to, we're going to use two different examples here, a castle and a fortress. So let's say you have spent your whole life, and I'm just going to use the example of an addiction. You've been addicted to drugs. All right, you've been addicted for your whole life, and you have built up this stronghold in your life. For years, brick after brick, you have been building this thing up. And now you're starting to get a revelation of your identity in Christ, the true nature of God, you're, you're starting to, get to grasp these things. And that's this other stronghold over here. We're going to call that one a fortress. So over here, you have this castle built up in an addiction to drugs, and you're starting on this end of uh, building a fortress in Christ. And as you're doing this, and as you're putting your focus here, this, this, this castle of a negative addiction in your life starts to crumble because you're being built up over here in this, this good thing in this identity in Christ and the true nature of God. And there's a one, there's one day when you are going and you are, are focusing on this and without even realizing it, this addiction just falls to the ground. And it's not because you've been focusing on the addiction. It's because you've been focusing on this new life in Christ. And this effortless change starts to take place, and you cr it crumbles to the ground. And, and it, it's through the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, those things just start to take care of themselves because your focus has been on building up a fortress in Christ. And the same thing, the same mentality is or I, I connect that same mentality with this deconstructing religion. Many times we're focusing on this. We've been spending our whole life building this castle in, 
uh, uh, religion. And we start to realize that that's not what it's about. And so we start focusing on tearing these things down, but we're not replacing it or we're not building ourselves in this fortress in Christ. So things are frustrating. Things are complicated. Things are, uh, man, we're just so angry at, at ministers and ministries and churches and all these other areas that, that have been teaching us the wrong things for so long. And really, it's it's saying, or let me go back here. It says, Casting down arguments in every high thing that it, it, it uh, exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So we need we need to change our focus and say we need to elevate the things that are um, the, that bring us to the obedience of Christ, and without even trying. We're casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts, exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So rather than talking about what you're against and your deconstructing of religion, how about you start exalting the things that are good news, the things that are truth? When, what I've noticed with people who are all about deconstructing is it gets to this point where if the church believes it, I'm no longer believing it. If there's social issues that the church stands for, I'm for them now. Or, you know, if if the church believes them one way, I believe the opposite of the church. If there's traditions that the church holds dear to them, well, I've realized that I don't have to do these things anymore, so I'm not going to do them anymore. And, and, it's just we're we're all over the place and we're left standing again we're we're left standing in a pile of bricks of this castle that we've torn down but we haven't built ourselves back up into this fortress in Christ and we're lost and you know are 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 all traditions bad just because the church believes them no we just have to go I mean, of course not. We just have to go about them with the right intent. Are you going through these motions in order to earn something from God? Then you're doing it wrong, right? So do you have to, and I might step on some toes here, but do you have to go to church? No, because a lot of these people, they'll say, well, I am the church. I don't have to go to this organized uh, building and organized religion and all this stuff. It's like, you don't have to. And yes, you are the church. But should you go to church? Yes. I am a, again, I am a grace guy. And I planted a church because I know that there's value in community. I know that we can't, we're not meant to live life alone. So do you have to go to church? No, of course not. But should you go to church? Yes. Do you have to take communion? No. No, you don't have to. But should you take communion? Yes, because that is a gift that the Lord has given us to put our hands to something, to do this in remembrance of what Jesus accomplished through his death, burial, burial, and resurrection. God knows that we have a thick skull, and sometimes we're not going to be able to walk in the things that he's provided. So he says, do this, do this to bring your remembrance back 
to what I've done. It's a point of contact. Do you have to do it? No. Should you do it? Yes. Same as water baptism. Do you have to get water baptized? No. But should you? Yes. Because of this, of what it represents. You're not doing it to earn anything from God, but you're doing it to celebrate what he's already done. And it brings us back into in this um, mentality and this remembrance and this acknowledgement of what he's already done. I mean, I could list them all out. Giving. Do you have to give? No. Should you give? Yes. Should Do you have to serve? No. But should you serve? Yes. I mean, on and on and on and on we could go. So the problem with deconstruction and leaving it at deconstructing without reconstructing is we tend to leave all these things out. If I don't have to, I'm not going to. But the reality is you have been set free. But it was for freedom that Christ sets you free, meaning you were set free to experience his freedom. And too many times we're so angry at the church and we're so angry at religion that we forget about the benefits of a, a community in a relationship with God. And we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And none of the things I'm talking about right now are about you being in right standing with God, are you maintaining your um, righteousness with God? This has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with you experiencing that righteousness, experiencing his blessings. Because we're meant to live on earth as it is in heaven. And as long as we're angry and against something, we're never going to experience it to its fullest. And... So I'm a pastor, and we've, we've had our church, Grace Life Church in Montgomery, Texas. If you're in the Houston area, come on and see us. But if you, um, or whenever I first started the church, I thought, I am going to deconstruct. People are, are being, they're, they're in religious bondage, and I'm going to set them free. And so I came out the gate swinging. I started preaching against all these old religious things, and I still believe it. I still believe those things. But my heart behind it was, I just, I, I was against religion. And so it was an exciting time, and, and we would get excited because, oh man, I always thought that this passage meant this, or these verses meant this, or I had to do this to get this, and now I'm set free because I don't have to anymore, and we get real excited about it. But there wasn't any real life change because I was too busy talking about what I was against and never talking about what I was for. We were anti-religion, but we weren't pro-gospel. And so about two and a half years ago, I just realized that, that this was the complete wrong approach to everything. And so now, if I deconstruct, I follow it with reconstructing. So if, if and there's a reason behind it. I'm not just preaching a message that's controversial because it's different. I'm, I'm, I'm tearing down a certain stronghold that somebody has and replacing it with a new stronghold that's within the truth of the gospel. I hope I'm making sense to you today because this is important. We're too busy trying to correct everybody in their religious mindset when it's, it's just leaving them in more, with more questions. 
and more frustration. I've talked to, I didn't grow up in church, so I didn't have to battle this quite as much, but I've, I've talked to so many different people who grew up in church and it was always trying to maintain a certain level of holiness and trying to maintain a certain level of righteousness in order to, to make, to keep their salvation. And then they learned that, that we already possess the righteousness of God in Christ. We already are holy and blameless, blameless in his sight. We already are accepted in the beloved. We're coming from a place of victory, not trying to attain victory. And so they, they, they've spent their whole life trying to earn stuff that they already have and they get frustrated and they're upset and they, they, they almost put it all away. They, they say, well, if, if all that was, unnecessary, then maybe none of it is for me. And they throw it all away. And it's such an unhealthy thing. We have to, don't just get rid of the old, but replace it with new. And we're going to, over the course of this podcast, we're going to talk about different things, but my heart isn't to be controversial. My heart is to build you up in a fortress in Christ. So you don't have to experience the pain that people that don't that aren't built up experience you don't have to you're not earning it but you are it's or this isn't works this is wisdom so if we go back to this example of of building up a a castle in 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 an addiction or some sin there's a process that needs to take place because maybe you've spent years decades maybe building up this castle in in whatever it might be we'll we'll continue with the the uh, addiction so for years brick by brick you have been building and focusing on this this castle of addiction and those walls are super wide and super tall and they're not going to come down overnight but what happens is you're, you're not adding bricks to the wall at some point. You're taking these bricks and you're adding them to this fortress in Christ. And it takes time. But over, over time, it doesn't have to take decades. If you'd spent decades building up a, a castle of addiction, it could be a matter of minutes. More than likely, it's going to take longer than minutes. But it doesn't have to take decades to replace that castle with this fortress. But it is going to take time, and it's going to. But before you know it, the walls are going to be super high. They're going to be super wide, and the fiery darts of this world, the fiery darts of 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 the enemy, whatever, they're not going to be able to penetrate those walls anymore because you're so built up in the same in in the the right things in your identity and the the true nature of God in grace. So don't get frustrated with uh, the process. But also realize that there's two parts to the process. There's deconstruction and there's reconstruction. And they happen at the same time. And you don't have to earn it. You get to rest in it. And it's not, it's, and it's, a, it's an exciting time. Man, I, I, I really hope I'm making sense. I might be a little bit all over the place today. But traditions that the church hold near and dear aren't bad if they're done with the right intent, if you're doing it from a place of victory rather than trying to attain it, you're doing it from a place of righteousness, you're not trying to attain it. That's it. 
I mean, so let's rethink deconstruction. Let's replace it with reconstruction. But it takes some thought. It takes some rethinking God, rethinking your approach to God, your relationship with God. It takes rethinking who you are in Christ and the power you possess and the life that you want to live. It's going back and, and approaching it the right way. So... That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. It's been awesome. Do me a favor, click the subscribe button, like this video, leave me a comment below, and I will see you next time.